Good morning, good morning, and thank you for tuning in again to the Legally Still Show. This is your host, S.E. Day, uh, bringing you a really good show today. I have a special guest lined up. I've already chatted with him for a brief second, and he's here to give you some really, really good information. Uh, his name is Mr. Brian S. Smith, and of course, today's show, we're talking about insuring your assets. Now, most of you know over the last uh, three or four weeks, we've been talking about starting a business, uh, some of the things that you need to do to put a business in play, especially with this economy nowadays. You want to go in, um, be able to have something structured for yourself because I can tell you uh, the jobs are not plentiful. And if they are, the competition for that job is so high that a lot of people are just taking themselves out of the market, off of the job market, and what are they to do? Well, most of them are looking at starting some type of businesses. Of course, there are a lot of businesses out there. There are a lot of multi-level marketing business businesses, but there are also the, the type of businesses that are there that are for the entrepreneur in the sense of something that they created. Now, think about this for a second. This is something that you created. It was your idea. You put it into motion, and you're making this thing work. You've you've contacted the state. You've organized yourself properly, and I told you, yeah, there are type of um, all types of business structures, but you want to get the one that's going to best fit the purpose of what you're doing. So now your business structure is set up. I've told you ways of getting your credit together, and of course. In later shows or future shows, we're going to bring you those people, as I've promised, that will tell you exactly what you need to do to put your business in motion with business credit, keeping it away from yourself. Now, most of us here are small business, and most of us will simply think, sole proprietor. Well, I'm the only person running my business. This is what I do. This is what I love. What's the point of going out and, you know, getting business credit or what's the point of going out and getting insurance? Well, I'm living proof to tell you that if you do not have the proper insurance, you can get yourself in a whirlwind of trouble. That great idea that you started, that great idea that you believe in so much, you can get yourself sued. Now, if you get yourself sued or end up being sued, and of course, we live in America. Let's face it. Anybody, anybody can sue us. Whether they have a proper claim or a frivolous claim, doesn't matter. We can be sued. Now, of course, let's say it goes to court or to that degree, and the judgment is in favor of you. Great. But what have you lost in the process? You've lost a lot of time. You've lost a lot of money as far as court costs. So you have to protect your business. So this show today, we're going to be talking about insuring your assets, insuring your assets. Well, let's, let me dig a little deeper. You started your business. Business is going good. You've now purchased another home. You bought a couple of vehicles for your business. Um, Brought on some employees, you have a ton of equipment that you've paid for, and everything is going great. Going great. Even for you authors out there, tune in to this because i got a story to tell you about myself. But you have your business and everything is going great. And then one day, one of those widgets that you made, 
one of the books that you wrote authors and you put it out on the market and somebody decides to fight that. Somebody says, no, you are a liar, you are a cheat, and I'm going to sue you in court for defamation or something about the industry. Remember years ago when Oprah talked about the beef industry? Now, this goes out to your radio show hosts and future radio show hosts. You have to be careful of what you put out on the airwaves. You may think no one is listening, but everyone is listening. And everyone that's listening has friends who listen. So Oprah said something about the beef industry. Do not eat beef. Whoa. Well, when she said that, she was liable. And she ended up settling out of court with the beef industry. So you have to be careful. Basically, you can be sued for just about anything. Well, our guest that we have coming on today, Brian has a plethora of letters behind his name. And once we bring him on the air, he's going to actually tell you what C-I-C-A-R-M-C-S-P means. He's a veteran in the industry, and I, after reading over his bio, I can tell you I'm proud to say that you know we both served in the U.S. military. Uh, he retired a captain. That's very admirable, and I'm going to enjoy having him on the show. And he'll be coming on about 15 past the hour to talk to you about some of the things that you need to know about protecting your business. Now, this week, I did a little research and I'm going to tell you something else that's going on. You've been hearing me talk over the past month, actually the past five months, about putting a major deal together for my book and getting it connected with a major corporation. Well, this week, and it's funny how things tend to line themselves up, but this week I actually got the agreement, the contract, from that company, ready to go. Reading through the contract, there it stood out in big letters, commercial general liability insurance, errors and omission liability insurance, workers' compensation insurance. Hold the heck up. Stop. Wait, stop. I'm a small business. What are you talking about, commercial general liability insurance? need that stuff. Uh, what do you talk about errors and omission? Oh, okay. What the heck is an error and an omission? Why do I need that liability protection? Workers comp? Come on, we're talking about me. Me and maybe one or two people. Why do I need workers comp? Well, it's sitting out big in the contract and it dawned on me. Of course, everything is lining itself up the way it's supposed to be. I knew that we were going to talk about insuring your assets before I got the contract. So what does that mean? Well, I myself had to do a lot of research because, you know, I'm not going to bring you any information that I have not researched myself. And, of course, once I bring it to you, I want you to go out and research it. Research it again and again. Get with the professionals. Find out what you need to know about your business and the things that can hurt your business. So in doing my research this week, I ran across a press release from a company called Bolt and their business owner's liability team. It's a national company. But what they, they, they went out and did an independent study 
an independent study was with small businesses to see or expose some myths. So they put out this press release and it's exposing seven myths that could destroy a small business. And these are, remember, I just went on this rant about, you know, I don't need general commercial liability. What the heck are they talking about? Well, in reading this press release, these seven myths are things like, well, you know, the way I run my business, I don't expect to be sued by a customer or an employee. That's myth number one. Myth number two, I'm protected by my incorporation. You know, I got my business structured together. I'm protected by that and all of my contracts. The way I write my contracts, I'm protected. Myth number two, I have a home-based business, so I'm covered by my homeowner's policy. <laughs> really? Myth number three. Now, when Brian comes on, we're going to have Brian, you know, pretty much talk to some of these myths that we're talking about. I'm covered under my landlord policy because, you know, I live in a hotel, I mean, in an apartment complex where I rent. Myth number four, I don't produce a product, so the risk is with the manufacturer, okay? I'm just kind of like a go-between. I sell the product, but I don't produce it. Myth number five, I don't have enough business assets to protect, <laughs> really, Myth number six, you know what, the heck with it. You sue me, I'll just close my doors, and I'll just start over. It's not that easy. It's not that easy, business owners. That's myth number seven. So when we have our guest on, it should be coming in in about five, in about five minutes, about 15 past. But we're going to discuss some of these things because I want you to know, you've been hearing me tell you, get a business started. Get a business started. You know, um, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, in his book, one of the statements he made was one of the best kept secrets in America to wealth. The best kept secret in America to wealth was incorporating a business. Now, that is great. All that is lovely. That's dandy. I got my business going. I'm incorporated. And I'll tell you, I live by what I talk. I've incorporated my business. Business credit is starting to be built. We're building it up. But now I'm at the point that I'm ready to do business with a major, major company. Major company. But these are insurances that I have to have in place. Because, see, I was just a little author. Yeah, I wrote a book, then wrote another book, uh, then started pushing the book out to the public. Well, after doing the research and reading the definitions of those general commercial liability insurance, it shocked me. And I'm saying, whoa, wow, yes, you do need insurance. You need insurance very bad because with my book and those of you that have my book, that have read the book, and those of you that are faithful listeners to the show, you know that I dig into the car business pretty deep. Well, let's say, and I am not saying this, but let's say I say all car dealers are snakes. Whoa. Well, some car dealers may not like that statement. Now, here's my disclaimer. I was a car dealer. I was a snake. 
Okay, so now you can back off car dealers. I was a car dealer, and I know what I used to do. But let's just say I said that. Car dealers could sue me. Listen, I wrote a book. That's all I did. But now I put out a libelous statement like that, and I turn around and get sued. Well, my book is going to be all over the world, or at least throughout the U.S. until we get it changed into another language, converted. But all throughout the U.S., well, I put out a statement like that. A group of car dealers out in California could hear me on my blog talk radio show and file a suit because it's defaming. It's bringing down the business. Okay, you hear your Rush Limbaugh's. You hear your, your Glenn Beck's. These guys are tearing into politicians. Well, they don't normally go after these politicians personally. So they are public figures, so these people can pretty much rant and rave about the politicians. And they're not going to be sued for the most part. But if I come out and say something derogatory to the, a business entity that that's their livelihood, where they make their money, I can be liable. So I'm saying this to scare you a little bit, but I'm scaring you enough because I want you to take the appropriate action and go out and find the things that you need to find to protect yourself. Because the last thing you want to do is be living a life, you've grown your business, everything is great, you're making money, and then that lawsuit hits you like a Mack truck that you didn't pay attention to. You know you're in the right, but the lawsuit is valid enough to go to court, and it can drain your assets. If you don't have your business protected properly, of course, if you're not incorporated, we've talked about that, but even if you're incorporated, I am the host of the Legally Steal show. So by my words, someone could come after me. They could sue the corporation, but they could say, no, we want to sue F.E. Day personally along with the Legally Steal show incorporation. And now they come after not just the business, but they're going to come after me. Now, of course, I'm not piercing a corporate veil or anything. That's something we'll talk about later. So, you know, it's going to fall onto the company, but if my assets aren't protected, that's where I'm going to get hit. So, without any more conversation from my end, of course, I'm going to, you know, talk to Brian a little bit. I would like to welcome Mr. Brian Smith. Now, Mr. Brian Smith is, he's out of the metro Atlanta area, and he's into commercial insurance and risk management. He's a commercial insurance and risk management professional. Insurance Advisor to American Open, and we are happy to have him on our show today. Good morning, Brian. How are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Glad to be here. Hey, I'm glad to have you. Um, this is a this is a tricky subject. It's a tricky subject that we've been talking about over the past months of building a business. You know, it's one of the greatest things that a person can do, and getting their credit together. But something that most of us, and I'm sure you can attest to this, most of us go lacking on the insurance part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, Brian, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we're going to go into the meat of of our interview. Okay. Uh, thank you for having me on your show. Glad to, Really glad to be here and talk about this important topic. Um, I have uh, 20 years' experience with not only in, in the direct insurance business, but also in helping companies prevent losses from occurring in a, in a safety and a loss prevention role. 
and um, currently working with American Express Open and their small business group on explaining to small business owners the importance of insurance while writing blogs and articles in such a fashion. And I happen to specialize in the areas of business insurance and a couple things that are that, that follow my name, if you will, those designations is a certified insurance counselor, an associate in risk management, and a certified safety professional. So I've seen a lot of risks over the past 20 years and have successfully enabled business owners to prevent those losses so they can have a greater level of confidence in doing what they do best and using insurance as a tool to do so. Absolutely, absolutely. But well, in hearing you talk about American Express Open and basically you I heard you say something about blogs. Mm-hmm. People writing on blogs. I mean, what Brian, why why the heck would I need insurance? All I'm doing is writing. Well, that's that's one particular area. It, many people um, if you're just talking about someone that's actually doing writing, if you do it professionally, uh, then you're looking at exposure to um, libel and slander. And what an insurance policy does is that in the event an individual, it could be a business owner, it could be someone personally, because some of that's going to be covered under your homeowner's policy, especially if you don't do it professionally, then that gives you protection, really legal protection from a defense perspective. Earlier in your in your show, you mentioned that uh, someone may be sued, either it's for a good reason or not. What insurance does is that it provides legal defense to protect you, your assets, and your reputation against such lawsuits. So it enables an individual or business owner to have a higher level of confidence in doing what they do best. Okay. Um, earlier, I talked about some of the myths that are out there as far as a small business owner. Um, you know, the way I run my business, I don't expect to be sued by a customer or employee, so what you know, what am I worried about? Or, you know, I'm protected by my incorporation status and my contracts. What am I what am I worried about? Do you do you hear some of these type of myths when you're talking to small business owners? I do. And first thing, uh, the the small business owner a lot of it has to do with just a lack of awareness. It has nothing to do with lack of interest. It's just, in many cases, insurance can be considered complicated or misleading. Right. And it, it doesn't need to be. Um, you had earlier mentioned Bolt, which is the business owner's liability team out of Connecticut. And mm-hmm. they actually are able to provide online quoting for small business owners to access insurance products that go along with their schedule. In other words, instead of calling a commercial insurance agent direct, someone can visit insuranceedge.com and access various markets for various types of insurance products. And those insurance products may include business owner's liability, or uh, what they call a BAB, a business owner's policy, Mm -hmm. um, which is property and general liability. They can also access... uh, information about professional liability or what you earlier referred to errors and omissions mm-hmm. looking at workers compensation which is really more based upon uh, state compulsory requirements or what's required in each state because each state has their own workers comp requirement right. and then auto liability so they can go to that 
site, insuranceedge.com, and actually secure quotes online anytime they want to do it. And it's a very quick and easy process, and it helps make it easier on the business owner to secure those programs um, and, again, give them a greater level of confidence in what they're doing. You know, Brian, um, in, 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 in speaking of what you're speaking, um, a lot of people, like you said, uh, most of them are just unaware of of the insurance, not that they don't want to have it. But on the flip side of that, um, listen, I'll tell you, because I'm a former insurance agent, uh, that I some of these things are a little bit confusing. And if you don't have the right person there talking to you about it, then you're not going to know, one, A, the type of insurance that you need, two, the amount of coverage that you need. So you want to you want to have somebody there that can bring you this information. And this is why we do the show, because we want to get the information out to the masses uh, of those people, especially when I say, start a business, start a business, start a business. Well, I want you to be able to come back and say, well, SE, now that I've started this business, where do I go for insurance? Now, you say you're doing something with American Open. Now, of course, we've seen the commercials about American Open. If you would explain a little bit about what American Open is and and how you work with them for small businesses. Uh, well, it's actually American Express Open. And American Express Open. Yeah, American Express Open is a it's a program that is is geared towards small business owners to enable them to do more business. And what they've done is they've put together a complement of various resources to assist them. What they've asked me to do is to work on or work with them on behalf of the insurance piece. And I advise them as needed for various topics for uh, small business owners to consider. And one of those happens to be with article bylines or to contribute to various types of insight um, that some small business owner may consider. So we try to help them understand by clarifying it and taking away some of those difficulties of understanding, if you will. I and understand. So what they've also done is they've they work with, and even to make it easier, is that they work with insuranceedge.com, which is that mm-hmm. online quoting system. Right. Now, here's what's good for, for a business owner to realize. You cannot procure an insurance policy without a licensed agent. And the reason that the licensed agent is there is to make sure that you're getting the right products for your business. Those agents are licensed by each state and uh-huh. have to pass a test or a series of tests in order to be considered licensed. So you're going, you're going to have access to someone that really understands the program itself and how it would apply to you as the business owner. The other part of that is is that the insurance companies over the past many years have taken the liberty of simplifying the process by putting out programs that appeal to the masses. In other words, one of them is what we call the business owner's policy. Mm-hmm. In short, it's called a BOP. A BOP right. is a, a very inclusive program that's offered by many insurance companies that has levels of coverage in it that are predetermined and that are very affordable because it applies to so many different companies. Okay. Instance, it'll, it'll have in there liability limits that are most common, It'll offer explanations to the most common types of claims that may occur and coverages that apply to those. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a 
for, for lack of a better word, a one-stop shop from an insurance coverage policy perspective that can give that business owner a sense of confidence so that, that things are going to be protected. And the, the business owner's policy is by far the most common and popular policy out there for someone that's either starting or continuing to run a small business. Well, let me ask you this. How small is too small to have business insurance? You're not. Um, because what we're looking at here is, you mentioned assets before, so let's just use a common term called CAFE. Okay. So we're looking to protect current assets and future earnings. What mm -hmm. insurance does is that it protects those current assets and future earnings. And actually, the smaller you are, the more susceptible yeah. you would be to loss if something were to happen. Again, in your show, you mentioned about a lawsuit. If mm -hmm. you were to defend against a frivolous lawsuit, what would that do to your cash flow? Right. How could that impact the earnings that you have on the books right now or impede your ability to earn future monies? Insurance takes that out of the equation. It enables the individual to continue their operations, to continue their business by removing the concern contractually to an insurance company for what is a very small percentage. So you can get a million dollars worth of coverage for mm -hmm. a very small premium. So what they're doing is they're taking the risk out of it, or some of the risk out of it, if you will, right. by providing an insurance policy. So I don't think any business is too small to have an insurance policy, as long as the insurance policies are correct and proper. And that's the other part that I was going to. And, and I agree with you. Um, I've been a small business owner since 98, uh, various different businesses, some large, some small. And I know firsthand because I was actually, back when I was in the car business, um, I was actually in court. lady sued me because she, I put her in the vehicle, but it, anybody knows who's ever done a title or, you know, a title for a title in a vehicle? First of all, it's a very in-depth process to do a title for a vehicle. And the state, Department of Motor Vehicles, they don't do a turnaround as fast as you would like them to. Of course, they put requirements on you to do it. Well, the lady didn't get her tag for her vehicle. And because the business, the way it was set up, she had to sign a power, a limited power of attorney over to the dealer where we could actually sign for her or put her name on different pieces of paper to get her tag, get her tag and title process. Well, this lady sues me in court, and I know that I'm right. The judge knows that I'm right. But even though that happened, it took me sitting in court three different times. Well, that's money that I lost from my business because I could not sell. And the judge just wanted me there in court until the process was complete. Now, mind you, this lady was driving my car around. I, I didn't cash her check. I couldn't even get her check until we got her title information together. So she's driving my car for 45 days, and I haven't even been paid for the thing, but I'm sitting in court. And, of course, I had insurance, but I still had to be represented in court, and that was time lost from what I needed to be doing. So when you say small businesses, you're not too small, but you need to have the right insurance. If you would, explain that a little bit more about the right or proper insurance. 
Well, the right or proper insurance is really going to be based on several different factors, and, and they're really going to have to take into consideration what that small business owner is doing. So let's just cover some of the some of the nuts and bolts. First is going to be that business owner's policy, and that BOP is going to provide property coverage, which is going to make sure that all the business equipment that you have on in, in that you're using for your company is being insured so that in the event of a loss, you can replace that equipment. So with the intention of insurance is to make the business whole again, to bring them back to the point where they were before the loss occurred, never to profit from that. So it's very important that we have the right values. The other thing is is that it's going to protect the business owner against liability. Um, right, wrong, or indifferent, the general liability policy does exactly what you needed probably in this case here because um, every case is going to be different, so we don't need to Absolutely. get into certain claim scenarios, right? Absolutely. Because it, it borders on professional, which we'll talk about in just a moment. But mm -hmm. general liability is really intended for third party. In other words, your customers, people that are doing business with you that may suffer some sort of financial loss as a result of doing business with you. Um, so if, if I'm one of your clients and I happen to come to your place of business and I fall, you need general liability insurance to cover the, the cost of that loss and to make that other person whole. You may not have been at fault for it, but general liability picks it up nonetheless. The other one is okay. errors and omissions and or professional liability. And whenever you're dealing with a process that has to do with money or documents or you have a man you have to have a certain level of care um or professionalism, anyone that's licensed or has a, a, a special certification to do something, then you're going to need errors and omissions coverage so that it protects you and your business against an error that was made or something that was not done as part of your work process. Hmm. An another one that you mentioned earlier was about products. <clears throat> now, products that are manufactured in the United States are going to have product liability provided by that manufacturer. Right. But if you're a distributor, distributor of a product that's man manufactured outside of the United States, well, then you may be required to, pr to purchase product liability on behalf of that product because it's not manufactured here. So okay. there, there are certain things that you need to be aware of, about, and, and it's all going to be dependent upon what you do as an owner. Mm -hmm. So what I would recommend is that you go to a, to a site like insuranceedge.com, put in the information that you know, because it's very easy to do, by the way. It only takes a few minutes. And you're going to know the information that they're going to ask for. If you don't know it, go through it and then talk to your to the representative agent on the phone because they're going to call you. Right. And explain to that person what you're trying to do. And based upon their knowledge, based upon their products, and their coverages, they're going to offer you what they think is needed. Now, it's going to be up to you whether you buy it or not. Right. And But they're going to be able to explain it in such a way that it's going to make it easy for you to decide whether or not you want to, to, to purchase that insurance. There's two other areas, and I'll briefly touch on these two if I could. Mm -hmm. Yeah, please do. One is auto liability, and, of course, you've got to have automobile liability in the event that you either rent a vehicle or you have people working on your behalf that um, are driving their own car for work purposes. 
And there's some basic terms there, and it's called hired and non-owned coverage, which is a very common coverage. Mm-hmm. And what that basically does, SE, is that it, it provides protection against for, for your business in the event that something happens with that driver who's working on your behalf doing doing work and using their car. So it provides your business a layer of protection. If you have any owned autos, obviously it's going to protect them very similar than it would to your personal auto policy. And then workers' comp. Workers' comp, it depends on which state you're in, in which workers' compensation may be required. So in the contract that you had to consider signing, there Mm -hmm. may be stipulations in there that may not apply to your business. And the reason is because a lot of those contracts are canned. They're, right. they're, they're, they're merely templates of what they recommend for everyone they do business with, mm-hmm. regardless of who they are or the size of the organization. Right. So by having the right limits of liability, which you can get from general liability mm-hmm. and uh, professional liability or errors and omissions if you need that too, you can ensure that that contract will, main, will be maintained and that it's valid. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and audience, I know you think that, and, and by all means, let me give you our, you know, our call-in number. The number is 347-637-1008. That's 347-637-1008. We'd love to hear from you. Call in. We have our special guest on the line with us today, Mr. Brian Smith. And Mr. Brian Smith, is a he's in the insurance advisory business. And we have him on today talking about uh, insurances for small businesses. Now, I know that a lot of you may think that insurance insurance is boring. It's a boring topic, okay? No one really gets up in the morning to live to talk about insurance. Right. We understand that. But the moment that you're in court or the moment that you receive that, that, that letter, that certified letter from an attorney, that's when uh and 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 Brian you can attest to this we used to use use a word or a phrase in the military the called the pucker factor <laughs> <laughs> that's when the pucker factor kicks in uh when it's like oh my god i'm about to be sued or something is going on this is when insurance really matters to you but what we're talking about today is it should matter to you as soon as you leave the Secretary of State's office incorporating your business and you start to build business credit. The next thing you should be doing is going to an on-site company like online. I mean, insurance is it insuranceedge.com, Brian? It is. It is. Going to insuranceedge.com and getting quotes for your business because, like Brian said, it's your business. So no one knows your business but you. You know what you're going to be doing. And a lot of it is you're going to learn from. But, of course, learn from it now before you get hit in the head with a brick. Learn from it now, and then it will make you a better a better business owner. Well, Brian, is there is there anything else that you'd like to get out to the audience? Uh, tell a little bit about what you're doing. We talked a little bit yesterday about podcasting and some of the things that you were looking at doing as far as continuing this message on out to people, if you don't mind. Sure. Well, a couple things. Let me just, let me, let me thank you for that opportunity to talk about that. But what I really want to do is to, is to say this to your listeners. One of the biggest liabilities 
that business owners have and homeowners have and apartment renters have is that they don't read their policies. And it, it, <laughs> the thing is, is you, you don't even know what you're buying, and you're assuming that it's going to cover everything. So even if you don't want to read your policies, which no one really wants to do unless you're in my business, right? is that read at least the exclusions section. In other words, what's not covered. So it's not it's not fun reading. It's right. not by any sense of the imagination, you know, compelling because a lot of it has a lot of it is in is in difficult terms. But if a term is difficult, it's going to be in bold letters and there's going to be a section in the policy that's going to actually define that for you. But if you do have questions about your policy, talk to your agent. Talk to the talk to the person that placed the business for you. Because by the time a claim comes up, it's already there. So you should know exactly what you're purchasing. You should know how much coverage you have because it's going to allow you as the person, it can either be an individual or a business owner, the opportunity to think, do I have enough or do I even have too much? Right. So put yourself in the driver's seat. You're already doing something that you want to do. So by having a protective means and by purchasing something that's supposed to protect your business, be in the driver's seat as well on what you're buying and how much of it you actually have. That's the first thing. The other thing is take a moment on an annual basis to consider renewing that policy with somebody else. If you've had the same insurance policy for the last several years, let's say three to five years, right? you're doing your business a disservice by not challenging the current pricing on that. SC, we are in the softest business insurance market that we've had in the history of insurance in the U.S. Wow. Prices are incredibly low. Insurance companies are making profit. They're having a difficult time on um, on uh, securing additional accounts. Right. So right now is a perfect opportunity for a small business owner to say, maybe it's time I looked at what I already have and to see if I can get it with better pricing or I can even raise my limits and get even better pricing. So it's a perfect time right now. We're, again, we're in the seventh year of this soft market. So they need to consider that. The other thing is, is that if they have a question, talk to your agent. Right. If you've got if you've got direct insurance or you you have uh, whoever your agent may be, pick up the phone. That's what they're there for. They're supposed to help you and advise, excuse me, and advise you on what needs to be done to protect your business. Brian, listen, we have a caller. If you don't mind, sure. Caller, welcome to the Legally Steel Show. We have our special guest, Brian Smith, here today. Do you have a question? Yes, good morning to both of you today. My name is um, Anthony Askew. Thanks for accepting my call. Um, I have some a question about um, insurance, if you don't mind. Oh, absolutely. Okay, I recently purchased a policy for, um, for whole life insurance, and it's the first time I've done that because most of the time, I've had insurance through my job, but, uh, with the, you know, I was recently laid off, and I say to myself, I'm going to get a separate insurance policy so once I start working again, if things happen in this fashion again, or say, for instance, I have to move to another job, you know, I still will have insurance coverage. And I, I bought this whole life insurance, and um, 
I noticed like it, it has a cash value, but I think mine's is kind of low because they were like talking like after ten years I might have a uh, cash worth of like almost three hundred dollars, and I was just wondering if there are some companies that have better a little bit better cash value to their insurance com- um, policies. Well, Anthony, I can tell you, of course, I'm not an expert on insurance. Uh, Brian, is that something that you can address? Yeah, I, I am. I am licensed in life and health as well as property and casualty. Let me let me just say Great. this. First thing you got to ask yourself is why. What is the reason that you're buying the life insurance policy? So, Anthony, let me just ask you that. What for? What reason did you buy that policy? Well, if I pass away, my wife can bury me. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Well, there's other ways of of securing that level of confidence outside of a whole life policy, because mm-hmm. a whole life policy is really going to be considered not only an insurance policy, but it's also a means of building some semblance of wealth over time. Mm-hmm. So that the other policies that may be an alternative to that policy is what we call a term life policy. Mm-hmm. And term life is much more inexpensive, mm-hmm. and the purpose behind a term life policy is to provide the individual a higher level of insurance or a higher level of insurance that they would normally receive at a much more reasonable cost mm-hmm. that does exactly that. And that term may be for 10, maybe for 20, maybe for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And what that does, Anthony, is it gives you a better aspect of cash flow for, the, for a high level of coverage. A whole mm-hmm. life policy builds over time. In a term policy, if you were to submit premiums every month or every six months or every year for that policy, there's nothing in return at the end of the term for that. There's nothing in return for all that time. Right. But really what you're doing is you're just insuring yourself against death um, for, your, for the sake of your family uh, during that period of time you've got the agreement. Whole Life, on the other hand, says, look, if, you, uh, if you're into a program and at some point, like in this case, you said 10 years, the return would be $300, you get that. But you're paying a higher premium every month or every year for that option. Mm-hmm. So for other audience listeners, this whole life is a great program, but you have to ask yourself, under what reason would I buy a whole life versus a term life policy? And it's to protect the assets of the family, to give your children uh, the opportunities of education or to help your family um, reduce financial liabilities in the event that you're gone, then a term life policy in, in many ways is a very affordable alternative to a whole life policy. Anthony, did you did you get your question answered? Yes, I, I did. I, I really appreciate that. That's something to think about because I thought about term life insurance uh, first, but I had a friend, and he's not into the insurance field or a license or expert or anything. This was more of his personal opinion. His personal mm-hmm. opinion was like, hey, you're better off going with the whole life because it has cash value. And I just recently, um, I, I struggled most of my life, but, you know, thanks to God, recently I ran into some money from a reverse mortgage, and I, I'm, I'm concentrating on now really being more, uh, you know, aware of taking care of my finances so I won't end up struggling once again. And so I was thinking about that. I'm like, well, that, that's probably something I should look at. But then... When I looked at it, I'm like, 10 years, $300, that's not really a lot of money. I could, you right. know, because I play in, in a, a band and I have a couple of fairly expensive guitars. I was like, if I wanted to, I could sell 
one of these guitars on on eBay or, or Craigslist or, and, and get you know three times out of mile four. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Anthony, where are you calling from? Oh, Virginia, Hampton, Virginia. Hampton, Virginia. Right outside Virginia Beach. More people are more familiar with Virginia Beach because everybody comes there for the summer as tourists. Oh no, I'm very familiar. Had a nephew in the Navy. Okay, yeah, yeah, big town for the Navy. Absolutely. Oceano's right across the bridge and North Naval Base. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Anthony, listen, I appreciate you calling in, and hey, listen, go talk with that agent and consider the term life because you you said something very important. You said, I am willing, what I'm trying to do is provide finances for my wife in the case that I die, that she can bury me. Right. Sounds like term is going to be a whole lot better for you. Okay, I really appreciate both of y'all taking care of that for me. And um, y'all take care. Maybe I'll call in once again in the future something. Absolutely. Spread the word, Anthony. We appreciate it. I will. Y'all take care. All right. Have a good day. You too, man. Bye-bye. All right. Brian, that yeah. is it's, – it's calls like that that – even though we were talking business insurance, I am very thankful for you actually being a licensed insurance agent for whole and term life that you can answer that young man's questions because these are the type of calls that we get on the Legally Steal show. And in, in, in what I'm doing, I want to provide the information that matter most to people's wallet, especially in, in dire straight times like we're in now. How can I save the most money? How can I protect myself the best? And I really do appreciate you coming on. If you would, before we go, tell me about what you have coming up. No more talking about insurance right now. Tell okay. me about what you have coming up. Well, listeners can always go to my, my website, which is um, theriskrecon.com. Uh, theriskrecon.com is a, a, a website that is intended for improved communication and collaboration just about insurance issues. And it, mm -hmm. it really does focus on business insurance more than anything else. Right. But there are blogs on there. Um, I've got numerous blog postings about the way insurance works and, and what uh, a buyer needs to be aware of. And there's also a series of articles that have been bylined that are in publications um, from around the country that have been uh, on the Internet, um, allbusiness.com, Black Enterprise Magazine, risk monitor, mm -hmm. um, and so forth. And, and there's a lot of articles that are in there that are geared toward the small business owner. And the Good. other thing is is looking at what alternatives are out there for additional counsel. And if someone does have a question, they can always address that through uh, my website and, and get to me that way. And I'll, I'll be more than pleased to help them any way that I can. And when it comes to business insurance, taking a look at those sites that are out there, we mentioned insuranceedge.com, mm -hmm. that, that will offer up an amazing array of options for the small business owner that really goes along with their time. It's, they're, they're busy doing what they do and they do best. The last thing that they need to do is to focus a significant amount of time and effort on the insurance process, and insuranceedge.com is there to make sure that it's it's easy to do, and it's easily understood. Good, good. Brian, I'm going to make sure I have all of your information um, on our blog because I know you're launching this for your podcasting. 
Um, and I want to make sure the audience know you're hearing it here on the Legally Steel Show, where Mr. Brian Smith is going to be doing podcasting and talking about uh, the small business. And Brian, I, I I hope you will give us the honor of being our guest again. I love our interaction, and I love the information that you're putting out, and I hope that you will be be back again. It would be my pleasure, and thank you for the opportunity to speak to your group. Hey, thanks again, Brian. Listen, enjoy your Saturday, and uh, what is the temperature like in Atlanta? <laughs> it's about 50 <laughs> degrees, and it's rainy, so uh, it's a little dreary today, but it was, it's been very good otherwise. Well, you know I'm going to rub it in because I used to live there for 15 years. I'm going to rub it in a little bit. I'm in shorts and T-shirt and sandals. There you go. Good for you. <laughs> well, Brian, enjoy your Saturday, and I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thanks. Uh-huh. Well, audience, uh, there you have it. Um, I like putting out this type of information because whether or not you know it, you need it. You need this information if you're going to be running a business. And I'm telling you, um, it slapped me in the face this week. I was not expecting, I was expecting an agreement, but I wasn't expecting to hear minimum million dollar general, commercial general liability insurance, or and that's per occurrence, or million dollar um, errors and omission or professional liability insurance. Because I'm saying to myself, I'm an author. I just wrote a book. Right. Well, you can be an author all day and you can write a book and you never do anything with it. Well, I guess you'll never have to get insurance. But if you're looking at doing business with a much larger company, then it's something that you're going to have to look into because those are your words. Your words are now in print. And once they go out to the masses, if this business, if somebody approaches this business and say, well, this guy is wrong in what he's saying about the book, and you're pushing this book out, well, we're going to sue you. Well, the first thing that company is going to do is <laughs> defer that to me because I wrote the book. And I don't have a million dollars in my pocket to walk around and flaunt to protect myself. That's why insurance coverage is very viable and it's very needed. So I will make sure that I will be getting those policies in place because I don't have time to be sued, nor do I desire it. Listen, over the past couple of weeks, you've been hearing me talking about a campaign. Now, last week I told you that some things were happening, some things were in motion, and you just heard me finish talking about the agreement. Well, guess what? The agreement was beautiful. We had to do some changes, but the fact that Little old me wrote a book, and this mega company wants the book. Oh, man, that was excitement within itself. But now reality sets in. In order for the agreement to be valid, and this is what I've been talking, I need your help. I need your help, listeners. I need your help to spread the word and go to our campaign site, it's bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y, capital L, capital S, capital S, help. Bit.ly slash L-S-S help. I need your help in getting the book ready for production. So I'm asking for donations. Donations or whatever you can donate. It will help me get the print design laid out for the book. 
so we can make sure we get this book out to the masses. The book is called The Negotiating Experience, Your Car Deal Your Way. And it was it's a totally separate book than from my first book, How to Legally Steal Your Next Vehicle and Save Thousands. Honestly, how to legally steal your vehicle and save you, know, you steal your next vehicle and save thousands is a little bit more aggressive and in your face. And if I ever needed insurance, I will definitely need it for that book. Definitely. But for this book, it's more soothing. It's not as aggressive. It's not as in your face. But in order to get the book into production, I have to get the print design layout professionally proofed and edited. Okay, and be able to pull these things in to be able to present to the company the book. The manuscript is complete, but we got to get these things done um, in exchange for. And I'm going to update the person. I'm going to put on, put in a couple of more videos on that site. That site is Bitly. That's B I T dot L Y capital L capital S capital S Help. Bitly slash L S S Help. I'm going to put these, a new video up this week, and I'm going to change the perks around a little bit. I have created a page in the book, and it's called the Special Donors page. This page will have everybody's name who have contributed, contributed to the completion of this campaign so we can get this book out to the world. I really do appreciate it, and as a, as a token of my appreciation... I'm going to send you a copy of the book, autographed and signed, um, with a special note from me. It'll be a keepsake, but it'll be something that you can use. It's not just a book that you, I want you to put on your shelves. Uh, the way I see this book is the ends are frayed, the paper, the some of the pages are torn. It's written in because it's a usable tool. It's a usable tool that you can use to buy your next vehicle and do it your way. Save yourself thousands, thousands of dollars. But beyond that, this book also teaches you how to negotiate. How to, go, how to negotiate not just your car, but how to negotiate just about anything that you want. Because we live in a life where everything is negotiable and every day there's a negotiation going on. We even negotiate in our own heads. If you think I'm playing, how many of you wake up in the morning and say, should I wear this or should I wear that? We all do. So we're negotiating all the time. Well, this book tells you how to put, tells you the science behind that and how to put things in motion. So if you would, anything that you can do, anything that you can donate, I need your help. It's uh, through a site called Indiegogo, and it's, called, it's a crowdfunding site. Basically, instead of trying to go to the bank and borrow money and, you know, be examined in places that you may not want to be examined, this is a site where friends, family, family of friends, or people that just care can actually donate, and you can donate any amount. It does not matter. I am going to change the perks on it, and any donation will receive a copy of the book. Any donation will receive a copy of the book. I need your help to get this thing printed and get, it every, get everything set in motion so we can get it out to the masses. And uh, we have, as I promised you, in the next two weeks, we're going to have that company on to talk about credit. 
Things are lining up, and you definitely do not want to miss that show. If you're starting a small business, you do not want to miss that show. It's going to talk to you about getting the credit set that you need, and it's at an affordable price. If you're starting a business, this is something you really want to look into. Um, and I can tell you guys, the show is working. Uh, last week, I actually helped a dear friend of mine set her company up. Uh, because and and she's a faithful listener of the show. People are listening. People are are wanting the information that we're putting out, and I want to keep bringing you this information because it's information that you need. So always, always, I'm being true to my craft and I'm being true to you. I will continue to bring you the best information, the most real, relevant, and reliable information on the web. Only on the Legally Steel Show. So, again, I appreciate it, and I look forward to hearing from you. Please send me emails at the show, T-H-E-S-H-O-W, at LegallySteel.info, the show at LegallySteel.info, and you can always check out our blog. Definitely go there to listen, to look at Brian's information. Uh, it's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash capital L, capital S, capital S blog. So everything that I say, whenever I say bit.ly, it's going to have an LSS, and it's very important. You have to capitalize the LSS. Capitalize all three letters, or it'll tell you that the uh, the link is broken. That's just how fine-tuned it is. But go to LSS blog uh, to you know check out our blog and review Brian's information, and anything you can do at LSS help, bit.ly.lss bitly.com slash LSS help. I really do appreciate it. Well, I look forward to bringing you the show next week. Make sure you tune in to us as I tweet throughout the week of the upcoming show. We are on Twitter at Legally Steel. I'd love to follow. Send me a follow request, and I'll make sure I follow you back. All right, it's real. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday, and I appreciate our caller today. I hope he got his information taken care of, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Enjoy your weekend. Peace.